third down and three. Quick throw. What a catch. Samuel stays upright. Terrific catch and run. One-on-one with Ramsey. Can't bring him down. Samuel. Highlight reel. Touchdown. In the entertainment capital of the world. Kirk Cousins back to throw on fourth and 18. He's given time. He wants Jefferson. Climbs the ladder. Oh, my goodness. It's the T.C. Martin Show. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. He is electrifying. T.C. Martin. Is this for real? Oh, my goodness. Can he do it twice? T.C. Martin. Can you believe it? Even a little Dion strut to the end zone. It is a football Friday, and we are live at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin, along with my tag team partner here on Mondays and Fridays, the one and only Marco D'Angelo in the house, and we're giving it to you right here, talking about a wild game last night. Was it entertaining? Was it not? We know one thing, it was record-setting. We're talking about the Raiders' destruction of the L.A. Chargers last night at Allegiant Stadium. We'll talk about that today. And, of course, a look ahead of Week 15 in the NFL side. We have three games coming your way tomorrow. Full slate of games on Sunday. One game on Monday. Thank goodness. We're back to the one game. No more buys. And uh, four weeks left to go in the regular season. Glad to have you with us here on a Football Friday. Of course, you know what that means. Best bets coming your way next hour. And uh, the crew will be in effect here. And our special guest uh, this week will be Mark McMillan, the former cornerback, the eight-year NFL veteran with the Philadelphia Eagles, the Kansas City Chiefs, and as I like to call him, grilling Mark McMillan because he is just downright fierce when it comes to the grill. And uh, coming off his season two appearance on Next Level Chef, so we are going to talk to Mark about that. So very happy for him. Uh, he has just gone global, not only with his his barbecue sauce, his cooking, and uh, and also you know still talking football. And uh, glad to have him on the show with us here today. So he will join us uh, for our best bet segment as well, coming your way here uh, uh, next hour. But uh, also John Murray will join us, the executive director of the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas, as we dive into Week 15 and all the lines and uh, bowl games also begin tomorrow as well too. Kind of on the lighter side, and uh, we'll uh, pick up some steam with that. So with our best bets, we will... Uh, not include the early college bowl games. We'll start that back up next week. We've got more meaningful bowl games. So that is how we roll here on a Friday. Marco, what is going on, my friend? Well, I know that uh, the saying for advertising for Vegas, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Well, apparently it's true because Brandon Staley's job stayed in Vegas as well as he got fired this morning. Any surprise? <laughs> okay. Not 
a surprise at all. And as I was at the game last okay. night and talking to some of uh, my media brothers, <laughs> as this destruction was going on, I said, do you think that we've ever had anyone that got fired at halftime? <laughs> or better yet, maybe he should just fire himself at halftime after being down 42 to nothing. 63-21, the final score at the Raiders last night. Most points scored in Raiders franchise history. <laughs> when you handicap this game, I don't know about you, if you had any action whatsoever. I couldn't touch it. I wanted to play the Raiders. I wanted to make a place, uh, make a case for the Raiders. But I couldn't do it, especially when we got the news that Josh Jacobs was not going to play. Hmm. Khalil Mack gave me a little scare, like, okay. You know, what he had uh, what, uh, six sacks last time he faced Aiden O'Connell when the game was in Los Angeles. He might show up. But I'm looking at this roster, and I'm going, this is a bad roster. Not only is it just a bad roster, but it's a depleted roster with injuries. And, of course, I'm talking about the Chargers. Keenan Allen got the word that he wasn't going to play. And I said, we could have another nightmarish low-scoring game again. And I probably should have pulled the trigger on the Raiders, but I said, you know, X. I just, I, I'm not going to do it. But I figured the Raiders were probably the right side. We go from zero to 63. You know the old saying, zero to 60, yeah. right? We go zero to 63. But here's the deal, Marco. I could see it. And when the Raiders scored that first touchdown, their opening drive, 7 nothing. Got the turnover, 14 nothing. It's like, okay. Here's what I see in this game. What I see is one team that is disinterested that is a shell of themselves. You're starting a rookie quarterback from North Dakota State, Easton Stick, that no one's ever heard of before. He's not going to be ready to play. And the Raiders played well enough to win last week. Their defense showed up, holding the Vikings to only three points. And as we know, that field goal came with 157 left in the game. The Raiders are going to be the right side here. But to see the Chargers uninspired and pathetic... It was just a downright embarrassment. They had five turnovers in all, four fumbles, three in the first half. This game was never a game. One team came to play. One team did not come to play. And therefore, I totally understood the coach getting fired. As a matter of fact, we talked about it before. This coach, Brandon Staley, was going to be fired at the end of the season. There was no question he was going to be fired. The question that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks, which direction are the Chargers going to go? Because we know that they don't like to spend money. They like yeah. to go for the young coaches, go you know, go on the cheap. And it's like, if who's it going to be this time? Is it going to be some other defensive coordinator, linebacker coach, promote within? Probably not because they need some help. This has been a bad football team for the majority of this season. And it all came to light last night. And I think if you're Chargers ownership, you just had to say, okay, now's the time to do it. No one's going to question it. There aren't going to be any uh, you know, hurt feelings here. A coach who just sees his team do nothing on the field and his team gives up 63, you'd probably expect to be fired. You should be. And they had to do it because if you didn't, what you saw last night was a team that absolutely quit. 
Uh, I mean, every facet of the game. There was nothing that they did right. You know, obviously, if you turn the football over the way they did last night, you're going to lose football games. But what I saw was a team that absolutely quit. You know, again, you know, rookie quarterback, you know, it's easy to dismiss that. But how many quarterbacks have we seen in the last couple of years that have come in with no experience and played well? I mean, it's it's not, you know, 20 years ago in the NFL. And again, another quarterback from North Dakota State. Why the fatuation with all these quarterbacks from North Dakota State that, you know, I get the program, I get the offense that they run, but it's not translating here in the NFL. Uh, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, we've seen what happened. Where's he now? Uh, Trey Lance, and now, you know, last night. You would have thought there would have been a little bit of a spark in excitement playing on national TV. You know, the team wouldn't want to be embarrassed, but that was a joke last night. Kudos for the Raiders. That's what the Raiders needed. Every time they put the camera on Mark Davis last night, that's the first time I actually seen him actually smiling at a Raider game in quite some time. Uh, so it was good to see that, and we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. If you remember in the offseason last year, me and you both speculated that Staley should have been gone at the end of last year. And there was a head coach out there that was lobbying for the job pretty hard. And he ended up somewhere else. And that's Sean Payton. You know, he, he made no bones about it. You know, and some people thought it was kind of disrespectful to be talking and lobbying for a job where they still had a head coach under contract. Mm -hmm. But he wanted the Charger job last year. Yeah, he did. Uh, nightmare. Nightmare for this team. When you look at Brandon Staley's record, it was 24 and 24. And I think a lot of people would think that it was worse than 500. But again, they've had personnel. They've, they've had playoff personnel. You've got a franchise quarterback. So this rebuild really isn't a rebuild. Okay, You just need a different voice and a different leader in there. And when you, when you look at him, there's nothing there that says leadership. And what killed him, we've talked about it ever since he got the job a few years back, is that this guy cannot play call. He wants to be the guy that is known for, I'm going to be the gambler, going for it deep in your own territory, and it never works out for him. Uh, last night, uh, he really didn't have many decisions. <laughs> in a fourth and a foot last night in midfield, I think the score was already 21 to nothing, and... They couldn't get it. But, no, th this team is just, uh, they're a mess. And whoever gets this Chargers job uh, will inherit a franchise quarterback, a all-pro wide receiver, running back, decent defense, Khalil Mack and company, Boza went healthy, and they got tons of injuries. So, but I, I want to see the Chargers, not that I, I care about them or not, but when you have this type of talent and you got a team that, that can win immediately, please hire an experienced head coach. I mean, that's my call to every organization. Hire the best guy. If a guy's been away from coaching for a couple of years and he's got a lot of experience, that he has a commanding voice and he's a leader, hire that guy. Quit the experimentation with the young coach. Go on the cheap, just like Major League Baseball does, just like now the NBA is doing. Let's go on the cheap. Players run the league. No. In football, in basketball, and even baseball, you need to have an experienced veteran leader. Just get back to that. 
But that's not what's in vogue. What's in vogue is the hot offensive coordinator. You know what's also in vogue? Firings. Firings (laughs) of these ham and acres, right? (laughs) Am I wrong? The Chargers have swung and missed on head coaches ever since they ran Marty Schottenheimer out of town. Remember, they weren't satisfied with winning the division every year, going to the playoffs, maybe getting you know a win, go the second round, and then come up short and not get to the Super Bowl. No, we don't want you. Goodbye. I mean, we're, we're talking how many decades back, but right. they ran him out of town, and they haven't had a head coach since then. If I'm missing one, tell me. It sure wasn't Norv, Norv Turner. That was a fiasco. But, again, what was that? That was the hot offensive coordinator yep. that you gave a head coaching job to. Yeah. you got to remember, Norv, Cur- Norv Turner got a head coaching job initially his first go-around because he was a hot offensive coordinator, but then – he was a head coach and went to a couple different stops. Yet, yeah, not a great head coach. But again, you know, look at the Chiefs. Who's their head coach? Look at the Ravens. Who's their head coach? Okay, veterans, guys that have been doing it for a long, long time. And again, when you talk about John Harbaugh, okay, or even Jim Harbaugh when he was with the 49ers, people will say, "Well, John Harbaugh came in as a corner." Yeah, but John Harbaugh, you know who his dad was? His dad was a very highly successful head coach at the collegiate level and again it's it's in your bones it's in your system but when you get guys like Brandon Stately laughingstock Mike McDaniel laughingstock Josh McDaniels laughingstock I mean come on there's just too many of those guys like well I, I think it's going to work I mean you know what are you doing we can go right down the list you know from you know Chicago to all the way down the list it's like no you know st- stop with this nonsense so I don't know. Again, it's there are a lot of qualified candidates out there. You know, I was thinking to myself last night uh, when I was at the game, you know, up there in the press box and in the media uh, section there. I saw Marvin Lewis. I said, Marvin Lewis could come back and coach. And he would be, you know, and he got ripped a little bit since then, but he was an experienced head coach, had some great teams. Boy, how, how good does Marvin Lewis look? nowadays compared to some of these ham and eggers that are running out there on the sideline. It's a different game, though, right now. And, you know, the wide open, and because everybody wants the wide open offense. At the end of the day, when we get to the playoffs, what teams end up, you know, yeah, the offense is there, but it's teams that can play defense. That's what wins championships. Yeah. That's an old cliche, and it still rings true, in my opinion. I always, you know, if I get one of my favorite, you know, angles, I always say to you, give me the better defense getting points. I'm going to look at that side. Yeah. You can have the flashy offense. If I can play defense and you're giving me points, I'm going to be in the game. So Brandon Staley fired. uh, Good riddance. uh, Knew it was coming. And, again, this is not a shock. And, again, while you're watching that game last night, you just felt like, okay, this this is it. There's, there's no question. This is going to be it. We knew it was going to be it in four weeks. There's no question about that. And then, again, ownership says we got to make a change because we just got humiliated and embarrassed on national TV, 63-21, to 21, the finals. On the Raiders side of it, a lot of happy Raiders. Max Crosby very happy. Talking about going to smoke some cigars with Mark Davis here tonight. Go, go, go have a good time. Um, Antonio Pierce, you could just see there was one team that was playing for their head coach. They want him to have the job. But this thing is, is still very, very fluid with the Raiders. You go back and 
but they got the first couple victories against the Giants and against the Jets. And then there was talk, okay, you know, Antonio Pierce, you know, he could be the favorite. Well, slow your roll. Now you play the tougher teams and you lose. And then when you lose that game 3 nothing in embarrassing fashion, so and basically you're pretty much setting the record for futility last week, and then you set a record for you know most <laughs> points in franchise history. So it's going to go up and down like that. And I don't think that Mark is going to, you know, let one week determine what the next three or four years are going to be for the Raiders. You know, last week people were saying, okay, that's it. Yeah, Antonio Pierce is not going to get the job. Forget about it. You know, let's start looking at these candidates. Then he put 63 on the board. Then last night you think, oh, well, yeah, maybe he is the guy because we finally, you know, had this uh, scoring juggernaut and the team looked good. Remember who you played last night. Just remember that. You played a team that is a shell of itself, not a good football team, hasn't been a good football team for a long time, and they're injury-prone, and they have a head coach that was dead man walking. So I don't think you can read too much into this when you're looking and grading Antonio Pierce because you know fans like to do every week, and media members like to do it too. What have, what have my eyes seen lately? And you jump the gun. I think Mark Davis is going to let this thing play out and uh, he's not going to make an immediate rash decision. I agree 100%. And I don't think Antonio Pierce has a shot at it. And I base that on the history. We saw it with the last interim head coach who actually rallied the team, led them to the playoffs, and, you know, was in the playoff game. They almost Didn't they play Cincinnati that year in, in the playoff game and almost beat them? And he didn't get a look. Antonio Pierce isn't going to get it. Mark Davis, you know, obviously I can't say what's it, you know, he's thinking, but from everything he's done thus far, he wants a name. Okay? And Antonio Pierce is just not a name. He needs the star power. He's still he's paying for two of them that he <laughs> doesn't have anymore, but I just don't see him bringing somebody in where this is going to be their first coaching job. For me, I don't think it's the star power. It goes back to the experience factor, okay? He, he wants that. He wants a head coach with experience. When he got John Gruden, you had star power from the TV side, but then you had the former Raider coach that he knew he he got a bad deal from, from his dad, Al, you know? And uh, John Gruden was a hot commodity because he was on Monday Night Football, the Gruden camps, he was doing everything. His, he was all over, but he also had success, you know? Been in Super Bowls, and uh, again... He was kind of known as a offensive guru and offensive genius. All of that made sense. And the Raiders probably would have had a lot more success if John Gruden was still in charge of this team. But it wasn't Mark Davis's fault that Gruden decided to do the crazy emails and this and that. And they thought, okay, we, we can't have this look, can't have this vibe, so we have, we have to step away. But and also, also part of the problem with the Raiders was the GM situation. Mike Mayock was not a GM, another guy that came off of TV. There has to be a marriage there. And going back to my quotation marks, experience. You have to have an experienced GM. You have to have an experienced head coach. And then you've got to hit in the draft, and you've got to have some experienced free agents. You put all of that together, you're going to have yourself a perennial championship contender. So right now, it's you don't have any of that. You've got none of the above right now. You don't have a franchise quarterback. You don't have a franchise coach. 
don't have a, uh, a big name GM. You don't, you don't have any of that, anybody with experience. So I think this has got to be a very calculated you know, maneuver here to take your time and get this. Now, when you're talking to head coaches, head coaches, experienced ones, are going to want to bring their own GM. They want to bring some of their own personnel, as we saw happen with Josh McDaniel. So I think Mark Davis is going to have to really try to find the fine line there and say, okay, didn't go well last time, but you know, if you get an experienced guy and he's got a good tree and he's got good connections, you know, then you look at the coach's GM candidates along with your own. You do your internal, you know, interviewing. I don't know. It's it, it's a big hire because I, I think the Raiders really need to nail this thing. You can't have any more mistakes. No more experiments. Take your time and get it right. You have to, and there's a lot of, you know, I don't want to say there's pressure on them, but the fact that you've had the success with the Golden Knights, you've had the success with the Las Vegas Aces, this is the franchise that people thought was going to, you know, come back to prominence. And they've gone the other direction, sadly. You know, the last two seasons, you know, were not good. I mean, again, last night, just throw that. That was the perfect example last night, given from the week before how I always say, no team is ever as good as their best game, nor are they as bad as their worst game. You saw in back-to-back weeks <laughs> the worst game from the Raiders, losing 3 nothing to putting up 63 on the board. And, you know, it's easy to say now, but if I would have told you before the game, I'll let you tease the Chargers to 10, and you're going to get 20, and they're going to score 21. You would like that bet, wouldn't you? I would like that bet again, but I'd right. never get to the window of that with Easton Stick. <laughs> Couldn't even remember his name there for a while. I had Brandon Stately on my mind. I'm going there. I, I know it's a uh, you know Easton. I know it was Rawlings. It was it was a bat of something. But the Actually, Raiders haven't stick. got to 21 points. I know. Okay, so I like know. I know. No, it it's just no. it's. I don't like your analogy because I was I was never going with that. Now, there are games, and I'll, I'll use the example. I had it last week. I looked at the Raiders-Vikings game and said, give me the Raiders plus 10 and a half, 10, 10 and a half, and that makes, a, that makes some sense. That makes some sense because I think close game. I'm not sold on Aiden O'Connell. But I'm certainly not sold on Joshua Dobbs. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and, and, and give me that. And I know I'm going to get effort in the way Minnesota's been playing. Yeah, I take that. But I didn't look at that game last night. Especially with with Easton Stick and no Keenan Allen and nah, I, I want no part of that game. It uh, it was over quickly. I didn't have to uh, watch that game, and you know, you know, I like to go on uh, game nights, and you know, a certain place has a poker promotion where they have a drawing every time there's a score. They gave out a lot of money last night <laughs> with their promotion on last night's game. Right. Think about that. Yeah, right. you know? So, uh, you know, that was a fun game if you were doing that. But, uh, hey, one night, a Thursday night, national audience, kudos for the Raiders. Enjoy it. We'll see what happens next week. I didn't even look ahead to see who they, they play next week. But the Chargers, they're on the do not. You, you can't even consider betting this team the rest of the season. I'm not saying go, you know, blindly go against them, but you just can't trust them what's going to happen the rest of the way. It's better that they did fire the coach because if they didn't, I think you would have saw more lifeless efforts like you saw last night. Maybe at least 
some of the veterans or guys that are in contract years, uh, you know, they're going to play because they want to, you know, they don't want to have film of them looking like a team that quit when you might be trying to look for a new address next year in the NFL. Right. <sighs> you want the Chargers next week, my friend? You want them? I want no parts of them. They're joining my uh, New England Patriots team on the do not bet list. Well, they're back at home. Buffalo's coming to town. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I'll be already saying, go, go, Buffalo. I'll wow. be saying, go, go, Buffalo a lot here in the next four weeks. Yeah. Buffalo, they've got a big game this week. It's one of the better games of the weekend, obviously. Uh, catching, you know, Dallas in a unique yeah. spot of yeah. coming off their game of the year against Philadelphia, and we talked about that last week, why that game. Um, obviously, you look at the standings and you know, oh, they were trying to you know get a tie for first place. As much as they were trying to get a tie for first place, they were playing to stay in the race for the NFC East because if they would have lost that game, two games back, but in essence three because they would have lost the season series. So now they've got to ratchet up another week against another team that's in desperate desperation mode trying to make the playoffs as a wild card remote outside shot of catching Miami if Miami you know continues to stub their their toe the way they have the last couple weeks but uh, Buffalo we say it all the time for the record they have they're, they're the best team with that that record because they've lost games that they should not have lost this year all right We'll handicap that game and all the others coming up. Remember, we've got three NFL games coming up tomorrow, full slate on Sunday, and then a Monday night football game as well, and a good one, Philadelphia and Seattle. See if the Eagles can bounce back after losing two in a row. All right, we've got all that coming, and best bets and a whole lot more here on a Football Friday, live here at our Friday home at the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo in the house, and John Murray, the executive director of the Superbook, joins us next. Hey, this is Steve. Heitner, and you're listening to T.C. Martin. He's huge, baby. All the It is a football Friday back here inside the Westgate Las Vegas at the world-famous Superbook. No better place to watch the games no matter the day, but especially here Sunday, International Theater, inside the Sportsbook here, the Superbook, uh, fantastic venue. Love coming here, and the food options. I don't need to tell you about the food options. Outstanding. Fire up that Philly cheesesteak, the wings. Marco, your, your favorite's the wings. You're, you're the wing guy, aren't you? I ha- honestly haven't had the wings here yet. Well, you had the cheesesteak the last couple times and the crinkle-cut fries. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. See John Murray back in the kitchen there with the crinkle-cut fries? Yeah. Well done. Well done. There you go. <laughs> You got to wear a lot of different hats. Yeah, you have to when you're at work, especially you know? a chef's hat. You know, you got to do a lot of different things to keep the place running on time. Yeah. Where's your cowboy hat? It's rodeo week. Uh, yeah, I don't. So I, I I'm one of the people that just takes advantage of it. <laughs> you know, I just wear jeans and say that it's rodeo wear. Uh, it's like <laughs> a know? casual Friday for you, right? Right. Yeah, I lo- I love the rodeo time because I'll just wear like jeans and. There's a semi rodeo shirt there, <laughs> and uh, with, with, oh look at you guys yeah, yeah. with your plaid. Yeah. You guys can only see it's this. It's not really this a cowboy. It's just a plaid shirt. Is all it is. People still wear plaid. I you did during the rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you. I've told you the story before. I when I first moved out of here, John, rodeo week, I would put the cowboy hat on and in, in the club because I wanted to look like a tourist when I was going around <laughs> to the when he goes to the poker oh, yeah, room for yeah. playing poker. Yeah. Yeah, we, we used to get guys that would come in dressed 
during the NASCAR race week, um, and they dress like in the full-on, I'm a stereotypical NASCAR fan yeah. wear, and it'd be some super sharp guy trying to get down on the race. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you, you remember how Na- NASCAR used to be like oh, yeah. the uh, sharp sport of all yeah. sharp sports, and you have to be real careful yeah. with some guy trying to look goofy in his Dale Jr. t-shirt and Dale Jr. hat. You know, <laughs> gotta watch out for that guy. Are you getting money on Washington that you haven't pushed it to seven? No, we just uh, we haven't seen any any play from a customer or player or group that would move the line. It's just a ton of tickets on the Rams. Uh, the Rams, uh, the, the the three games in the afternoon on Sunday are going to be what determines our, our week in the NFL because you've got just a one-way avalanche of money on the Rams. The 49ers, of course, are a super public side, obviously. And then Dallas is a very public pick. Dallas is rolling right now. Everyone is picking them to go far in the playoffs. And they, they go into Buffalo on Sunday, and they are just an extremely public dog. Isn't it hilarious how people just just fall in love with the last thing that their eyes have saw? We That's always, how the NFL's bet. Always That's talk, how it's bet. I know, I know. It's flavor and, of the week. But yeah. it's ridiculous, you know, to think that because that's not the way it unfolds. You know, you would think that people would, would, would learn from that. I've always said I think, you know, and I could be wrong this week, but you know, Dallas is an easy handicap. They have been such an easy handicap all year. Hence, you know, not beating a team with a winning record. And it happened with Philly. Great spot for Dallas, and they got that. But leading up to that, and now they're going to go back on the road. You know, this team has not been on the road for five weeks. Have not been on the road for five weeks. And what have they done on the road? You know, lose to Arizona, lose to Philadelphia, lose to San Francisco. And all this is still the same Cowboy team. It is. Yeah. Now, now, let's see what Dak Prescott does in some chilly weather yeah. against a team that has a lot of talent and is rejuvenated. So people are thinking, oh, Dallas going to do what they did last week and the week before? That's 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 poor handicapping. It's not easy to go to Buffalo in no. December. Exactly. Buffalo, I know this sounds ridiculous, but Buffalo may be the highest power rated team in the AFC. I, Correct. To me, I agree to me they're the best team in the AFC. Right. Uh, on a neutral field, all things being equal, I would say Buffalo is the best. They just they got they got job by the refs in the Philadelphia game. Mm-hmm. They they blew the Denver game. It's their own fault. They blew that game. And the Jet game. And the Jet game. I'm so yeah, you're yeah. right. On opening day, opening yeah. Monday night, the Rodgers game. That's a good point. But Buffalo is absolutely better than a seven and six team. They they they've been very poor coaching. End of game management has really hurt them. Josh Allen is always going to make some bad turnovers, but the guy is still one of the best players in the NFL. And 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 Buffalo, I think, is very undervalued here and. I think people, uh, like I know, people don't want to see them make the playoffs. Right. Because there'll be a lot of trouble if they do. Dangerous team. And like I said, this team has a lot to play for because they want to play some home games. Now, they might not get home field advantage, obviously, for the AFC, but they got a chance to maybe host one, maybe two, if they win out their remaining four well, games. They got Well, they got to catch Miami, but the good thing for them yeah. is they play at Miami in Week 18. Correct. Right. So they could, they could catch Miami simply by just beating them the last game of the year. But they're going to need to win this game on Sunday. Mm-hmm. The game you're seeing the most action on Sunday? Oh, Buffalo. Definitely Dallas. that one. I mean, yeah, it's not it's close. not not particularly close. That's the best game of the week, right. obviously. It's a great game and it could be the Super Bowl matchup. Mm-hmm. And uh, personally, I'm I'm rooting for Buffalo to win out. 
because I, I think I said this on, on this same show last year. I want the Bills to make the Super Bowl. It'd be great for business. No, you're right. Yeah. It would be like oh, yeah. we were talking about it last night at the game. Which team would be the best for business out of the AFC? Is it's Buffalo by far. In the NFC, I think you can make a case for Dallas, Philly, San Francisco. They'd all bring big fan base. Yeah. But in the AFC, I don't see anybody even close to Buffalo mm-hmm. in terms of what they Pittsburgh's not going to make it. Right. Sorry, Mark. Yeah. Oh, I, and you know Kansas City, their their fans are privileged. They're spoiled now. Yeah. They go to the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. You know New England's not going to make it. Baltimore is not going to be that kind of a draw. But Kansas City would be a great draw because they are so used to coming to Vegas. True. You know, I mean, they that this is like their second home. It's kind of like what we used to say about BYU and Utah. You know, for either the Las Vegas Bowl or Mountain West Conference Championships back in the day, it's like, oh, just get them in there, or like a Wisconsin. I think Kansas City to Vegas. I mean, look what the numbers just since Allegiant Stadium has been built. I mean, it is it's like seventy percent red. Based on what I saw last week, I think the best Super Bowl for business would actually be Buffalo, Minnesota. Because <laughs> the the Minnesota people came here in droves last week. And that'd be cool, too, the two franchises that have yet to win the Super Bowl. That's true. Playing and played in several. But oh, as you told Marco... That's not going to happen. With no, no, it's not not happen. Happen. no, 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 no. That's Josh not going to happen. Dobbs is not leading anybody to the Super Bowl. It's, it's going to be the NFC is going to come down to San Francisco, Philadelphia, and Dallas. You're right. Yeah, one of those three teams will be in the Super Bowl. Yeah. All three of them have great fan bases. Yeah. Well, on that note, you know, throw the Packers in there. How cool would that be? Yeah, Packers too. But I don't, I don't see that. No, that's not going to happen either. But, but just they, from a fan they have, base, a, right? have an excellent fan base, obviously. But yeah. Who, but who would travel the best? I'll, I'll argue Buffalo forever. Let's talk to you about the Sunday night game and the Monday night game. Baltimore and Jacksonville. Baltimore, a three-point road choice. Uh, which Jacksonville team are we, are we going to see? Well, we don't – you know, Jacksonville really surprised me last week. I, I liked Cleveland a lot in that game last Sunday. And I I never would have believed that Trevor Lawrence would play that well. Or even play. I, high, I was surprised he played. With a high ankle sprain. I mean, if you told me that Jacksonville was going to turn the ball over four times – and that Flacco was going to throw for 300 yards, I would have said that means that Cleveland must have won the game by 30 points. So I don't know how I don't know how Jacksonville ever hung in that well. This is going to be a, a typical a typical Sunday night game where you've got the cheap road favorite. The the wise guys are on Jacksonville. The public is going to be on Baltimore. That'll be a big decision game for us. We'll we'll, we'll definitely need Jacksonville. Eileen Jacksonville in the game as well. Baltimore, you know. They had a lucky win last week, yes. and generally teams that get those wins that didn't look good have a tendency that could start them, you know, roll them on a further winning streak. And the flip side, when a team loses a game like that, that's another reason why I don't like the Rams this week. I like to step in front of those teams that look good in losing. You know, the public's ought to, oh, they're going to bounce back. You know, look how good they looked in losing. All right. Philly and Seattle, Monday night. You know, Philly's had the toughest schedule. Here uh, all season long, oh, especially yeah. the last four weeks. I mean, they beat Buffalo, beat Kansas City, lost to Dallas, lost to San Francisco, and Seattle, a team that you know was leading the NFC West for a while. But man, they've hit they've hit the skids. I know a lot of people are probably thinking this is a great spot for Philly, but still tough place to play in Seattle. What are you seeing counterwise? Sharp guys are on Seattle. That's why that number's gone from four to three. I did yeah. see a couple books move back to three and a half before I stepped out here. The sharp guys are on Seattle. You mentioned the tough stretch for Dallas, or for Philadelphia. Yeah. Don't forget, before those four games, they played Dallas. 
Yep. In Philadelphia or in Dallas or in Philadelphia, Philadelphia won that game. I thought Dallas was pretty un. Or, or Philadelphia was fortunate. Mm-hmm. I thought that tight end. I can't think of his name. I thought he was in the end zone with the ball there. Uh-huh. And the Eagles, could, Eagles could be on a five-game losing streak. Yeah. <laughs> is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Because they definitely shouldn't have won the Buffalo game, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. They they could have easily lost that Dallas game, and they should have lost and to KC. If if uh, MVS <laughs> catches that ball, that I'm not saying it was an easy catch, but it did hit him in the hands. Of course, yeah. he's got he's an NFL receiver. He's got to make that catch. Yeah. <laughs> Philadelphia could be on a five game losing streak right now. They could be, and you're, at you're Seattle right. is going to be no easy date mm-hmm. for the Eagles. Tough spot. We'll need Seattle. The Eagles defense is banged up too. Oh, they're second. That's terrible. you know, I see it. You know the. Primetime games have been unders until last night. I see the Monday night game could be, you know, a shootout mm-hmm. because Seattle's not going to, they're not a lockdown defense. Right. You know, Hurts can get some points for Philly, but it might be one of those ones because of the defense is so bad that Philly's going to have to just keep scoring. All right. We'll look forward to it. Uh, no buys, three games on Saturday, one Monday night game. Thank goodness. But don't <laughs> yeah. forget, guys, next Monday, we're back to three games. It's Christmas, Christmas Day. Oh, Christmas yeah, Day. yeah, but we do. Uh, we do but that. they'll be staggered, so you don't have they'll to. They'll be staggered. Complain. It'll be beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. Then these two five fifteen games like last week, John. That was terrible. I know. That was ba- at least at least stagger them by by an hour. Right. Stagger by one hour. We don't have to watch the two endings simultaneously. Yeah. Crazy. Terrible job. <laughs> All right, my friend. Appreciate uh, you stopping by. Yes, sir. Have yourself a good one. I know we'll uh, connect with you before Christmas, but in the meantime, go get them. I'll try. I'm going to try. All right. John Murray, executive director here at the Superbook. When we come back, Mark McMillan, except I don't see the grill. I thought homie was bringing the grill. The grill is not here. But he's going to want to eat like we all want to eat. No question about it. Mark McMillan, the cornerback, the grill master. He's going to join us. we got best bets coming next hour and a whole lot more. It is a football Friday live from the Superbook at the Westgate Las Vegas. You do a lot of talking, bro. You do a lot of talking. All that screaming. Well, you better hope you can play as long as me. Hey, when you get on your knees and say your prayers tonight, pray. What happened between you and Tlaib on the field early in the game? I don't know. You're going to ask him because he didn't finish the game. Ice up, son. Ice up. Live. In the entertainment capital of the world. It's the T.C. Martin Show. I know you're going to dig this. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. I wish I was 50 years younger and I'd kick your ass. The doctor is now in. Yeah, boy! Hour number two here on a Football Friday live from the Westgate Las Vegas inside the world-famous Superbook. T.C. Martin with you. Marco D'Angelo, our handicapper extraordinaire in the house as he normally does on Mondays and Fridays. And, of course, our Friday home, nothing like the Westgate Las Vegas, the world-famous Westgate Superbook here, non-smoking, the lovely Beverly, always in the house. Money won't change it. Big boxing fan, too. Beverly's got it going on. Got to love the Superbook here at the Westgate Las Vegas. Great place to watch the games, the food court, and the great restaurants here at the Westgate. Again, each and every Friday, we are here, of course, 2 to 4 p.m. And now join us, the Mighty Mouse is back. It's been a while since he's been here. We're talking about the cornerback, the eight-year NFL veteran, one of my favorite guys here in town. And we're talking about 
Mark McMillan, the former Eagle, the former Chief, the former, of course, Alabama Crimson Tide. No Tide for you today. Is it too early to start uh, supporting the uh, wearing the Crimson and White brother? What's yeah, up? Well, you know, we got till January, so we got That's plenty. True. We got plenty of time to kind of marinate on it. I know a lot of people are still upset that Alabama is back <laughs> in the big show and. That's what happens, hey, man. Everybody can't you know go to Alabama. Mad at it. Everybody you can't. Know everybody can't play in Tuscaloosa, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How you been, man? I, I've been doing good, man. I got a lot going on, but it's a great thing, man. Uh, appreciate you having me back on here today. Yeah. Hanging out, man. There's a lot of people. It is it is cracking here in here today, man. Oh yeah, it's beautiful, <laughs> beautiful spot, man. I'm, I'm glad you didn't wear your cowboy hat, though. You know? No, I don't have no cowboy hat. I don't have no chaps. I don't have no tight jeans. I mean, you I, can't. Yeah. You're, you're a former eagle. You can't yeah, be wearing I, no I, cowboy I, gear. I, I can't wear nothing cowboy. No swag. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No cowboy swag. Uh oh. Look at the see the looks that we're getting from those cowboys right now. What do you call it? What we saw last night? Man. I had a ton of talent. On that ball club, and for those guys to shut it down, obviously, you know, with Justin not being out, being hurt, uh, hurt a lot. Uh, then Keenan Allen comes up with a, a phantom heel injury all of a sudden, <laughs> um, you know, and I don't blame him. You yeah. know, those guys have packed it in, and but I just never seen a team quit on an organization like that live. It was just like it wasn't even exciting to watch. And as a former player, you know, it's like they're cheating the game. And you know it was pretty bad to watch that performance, man. It was, I, I don't, I've never seen anything like that. Like I, I've never seen, uh, you know, we played uh, Detroit in the playoff game and we really got after them before. It's like thirty something, uh, maybe three at halftime, but they didn't put up that kind of performance. They were battling the the, the San Diego. They just what L.A. Chargers, just, yeah. <laughs> They just showed up, man. You see Khalil Mack, he was uninspired. He was yeah. just going through the motion. Uh, the quarterback, there's a reason why he's a backup. Uh, there's a reason why he's just happy to hold the clipboard because he looked he looked like a rookie out there last night, and it was embarrassing. Well, he was. You know, first start, North Dakota State. Uh, again, a, a team that's been a shell of themselves with all the injuries they've had and everything, and, and a lame duck coach. And, and you're right, usually, you know, people – like to talk like, oh, this team's mailed it in this net. Okay, but that's more talk. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's really not yeah. the case, especially when you're, you're playing, you know, once a week yeah. in the National Football League. And, and here's the thing, too, is that they have now got four weeks, these players, and they're going to be auditioning yeah. for their jobs, yeah. for the next coach and the next GM. Remember, the Chargers got rid of their coach and they got rid of their GM. Yeah. And so if, you know, you're thinking that you know you need to, you're going to just mail it in. You might not have a job next year. Talk about that aspect. Um, we went we went through that in New Orleans. Um, you know, Coach Moore actually stepped down. Um, I think it was like midseason. Uh, we lost to Carolina. He came in the next day. We're just thinking we're having a regular team meeting, and he says, "Hey, I'm I'm stepping down." And you know, as players, we're like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> You know, I came from Philadelphia, signed a nice deal. I'm thinking, like, wait a minute, is this going to affect my money? <laughs> but, uh, you know, I, I went out like a professional, all, as we did. Uh, Eric Allen was actually on that team as well. The future Hall of Famer, Eric Allen. There you go. I'm going to say it on every platform that I get opportunity to. But, um, you know, we still didn't check it in. And like I said, that mindset, we are like, okay, well, we're playing for the next coach. And then, obviously, the next coach ended up being Mike Ditka, which, obviously, if you know the story, didn't work out with me and him. I was – I'll ask for my release, you know, so it just didn't work out. But um, these guys are just like the Raider players. They're playing for for their jobs. And I, I can say over the last couple of weeks, they have been playing with a lot more effort. 
Um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. You yeah. look at what they've been doing the last couple of weeks. They haven't been giving up a lot of points. It's just the offense kind of struggles a little bit. But last night, man, they opened up the playbook. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Against the JV team, though, too. Let's, let's look at it like that as well, too. Fast forward, what do you think is going to happen uh, You know, with the Raiders? Because, again, week by week, it changes. Yeah. They scored zero last week. You go from zero to to 63 in a matter of four days. We know that they're playing hard, but they're banged up as well, too. Again, no Josh Jacobs last night. And, you know, when the Raiders do face a tough opponent, they're out, man, playing simple. Mm -hmm. How do you see this this team reacting here in the next four weeks? And then look ahead. What do you think is going to happen with with this team and this coach? They're not going to give up. I'll tell you that. They're going to play inspired. And uh, I I would say a key addition – um, you know, it doesn't go down. You know, a lot of people may not think about it, but Jack Jones being in that lineup uh, changes a lot, you know, as, as far as what kind of coverages you can play. They played a lot of man coverage yesterday. They got after They blitzed the quarterback. And uh, he made one of the most spectacular one-handed interceptions uh, that I've seen in, in my entire football career. So, um, you know, those guys are playing for Antonio Pierce. Um, he's a Raider guy through and through. He born and raised uh, as a Raider guy. But we know the business. We know how it goes. And, um, we'll see how Mr. Davis looks at it uh, from a business standpoint because yeah. it is a business. Um, I know everybody's going to say keep Antonio because the heartbeat and the way he brings to the team. But at the end of the day, you got to look at everything from top mm-hmm. to bottom mm-hmm. and try to pick the new guy, you know, the best guy for the job. Uh, should he remain on the staff? Absolutely. You know, those guys respect him 100%, and they will run through a wall. Yeah. A couple of years ago, they ran in that situation. They fired the cut when they when they didn't re- bring him back, and you know they end up making the playoffs. With Rich Passaccia, yeah. yeah. And yeah. now you know they're kind of like in that same position. So we'll see how it goes. All right, Mark McBillan joins us, the cornerback, eight years in the NFL, and uh, we also are going to talk about him appearing on season two of Next Level Chef with mm. Gordon Ramsay. Mm. Like, whoa, wait a minute, I, how does this NFL <laughs> football player get on, get on Gordon Ramsay's Next Level Chef? But we're get that in a minute before yeah. we do that let's talk about and i know you still follow both of your former teams i mean you know, you had a few teams that you played for but you really have a special spot in your heart for both the eagles and the chiefs huh yeah obviously the eagles gave me my first opportunity you know they were the one that took the chance like everybody said i was too small and uh, i've been riding with them ever since man they do a great job of inviting players to come back and uh be a part of the organization and Obviously, the Kansas City Chiefs being there for two years and uh, having probably one of my best years of my career in 97, uh, leading the NFL and, uh, well, tied for the lead in interceptions and leading the NFL in t- uh, interception return. So um, I have a great allegiance with uh, Kansas City, but uh, my Eagles, man, uh, you know, they're both struggling right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so Mark is at the zenith last year because he's doing the next level chef, he's doing all this stuff, and his. Two former teams are playing each other in the Super Bowl, and I remember you know talking with you about that and coming on the show. Yeah. I mean, now you look back at retrospect with that, uh, and I don't think I've talked to you uh, about this, but the Super Bowl, your Super Bowl Sunday. I want to know what was your Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday like? Were you wearing half green, half red? Who were you rooting for? Where were you? I, I, was, were you wearing, doing? I was wearing all green, man. I was mm-hmm. wearing uh, my Kelly green. I, I rolled with my Eagles uh, before the Chiefs. Okay, uh, but it, it was it was good to see both teams win. Yeah. Um, obviously, um, it wasn't the performance that the Eagles, the outcome that they wanted, but it was a great game. Yeah. You know, both quarterbacks really got after that in that game, and uh, you know the, the Chiefs made the plays that the uh, Eagles didn't make. So, 
like I said, uh, my mom still wears my jersey. I just gave my mom one home two weeks ago, so I gave my mom. Uh, they came back with the Kelly Green throwbacks, which is our jerseys. So I finally was able to get my 29 McMillan jersey wow. back. So I bought like 10 jerseys. <laughs> so I made sure my mom get another one. She has probably like four or five in the garage. Yeah. But she's always like, when do I get a jersey? So yeah. I had to give moms uh, a, a jersey. But, uh, man, it, it's exciting uh, to be a fan of both ball clubs. And like I said, they're both struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, they're both hurting. Yeah. Uh, but everybody's in the NFL. But come on, hurting. playoff time, neither one of these is going to be hurting. Don't you feel that the – both of these teams are, are going to make a serious run, and you know one of them could end up in the Super. Heck, they both could end up in the yeah. Super Bowl. They could. I, I really believe that, especially with the uh, quarterback that they have. Uh, everybody's always talking about the Chiefs and the receivers dropping balls. Yes, they're struggling with uh, their offense, but I would never count out number fifteen for Kansas City. He's almost. He's like Jordan, man. He's yeah. like he's like Kobe. You know, he rises to the occasion. He wills his team to win by yeah. himself and. Uh, Jalen Hurts has, uh, you know, has had that same kind of ability the last couple of years, especially last year. Um, you know, San Fran is doing really good. Dallas is playing good, but the Eagles just need to keep pace and keep that home field advantage because you don't want to go to Santa Clara, uh, you know, and face the 49ers. Man, they are right. hot right now, and right. you don't want to go to Big D and play in Jerry World, idiots. So the, the Eagles need to kind of pick it up and just win these uh, last games and keep that number one. Uh, try to get that number yeah. one seed back. You and I have talked about this before. You know how I feel about Jalen Hurts, man. I loved him at Alabama. And they're, just, they're still saying he. I, I, they're still saying he's not a. I, 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 come I, on, I see tweets still saying like he can't read defenses. He's not a good quarterback. <laughs> I was like, what do you want this man to do? <laughs> yes, he's won a national championship, two national championships. Yeah. Two came in and saved the day. Right. He went to Oklahoma and almost won the Heisman. Exactly. And then he comes in, waits his turn, and he's putting up really good numbers. In the NFL, and they're saying when he has a slide, oh, it's because he can't read defenses. It's insane. That's just stupidity. <laughs> and again, and he is playing in a very tough media market in oh, Philadelphia. Man, it's tough. Brutal fan base. <laughs> and he came and in. And he just got a lot of money, so everybody's exactly. looking at it like that. It's like, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love Jalen Hurts. Always have. And again, felt you know he got he got the raw end of the deal at Alabama. So you, it's, he, I know he's special to you, too, because he went to your alma mater and everything. And when you think of Jalen Hurts, yeah, he had the one great season in Oklahoma where he was phenomenal, yeah. put up great numbers. But come on, you, th- you think of Jalen. He's, he's tied. He's roll-tied all the way, right? He's roll-tied all the way. He graduated from Alabama. Yeah. So, uh, Remember this? What twenty six straight wins as a as a quarterback on the tide too? Yeah, it, it, but he can't read defenses. Yeah, you know, so it, <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> yeah, no. So uh, let's don't count him out either. You know, we, yeah, not counting him out, not counting Patrick Mahomes out. Uh, not not quite just yet. All right, my friend. All right, so. We got to talk about the next level chef stuff because we haven't really got let's a chance it to up, talk baby. about. It. Let's, let's get let's in the do kitchen. It. Let's get to that, man, and talk about the process for you to actually get on that show. And I thought it was so cool, but you know, I've known you a while, and I've known you know you for your grilling. Yeah, I love calling you grill, <laughs> grilling McMillan. He's wearing the shirt here today. Yes. The barbecue sauce that, that he's you know had for, for a while and everything like that. But talk about where it started for you initially about falling in love with cooking and then take us 
how you got on the show? I've always loved cooking. You know, growing up uh, in a household, my grandparents, uh, my mom always cooking Sunday dinner, you know, mm-hmm. cooking breakfast, old school, you know, from the South, make sure we had some uh, some grits and eggs in the morning. Mm-hmm. And obviously going to Alabama, uh, you know, down South where it kind of elevated, you know, started yeah. uh, trying different kind of uh Frog legs. Brothers was eating frog legs. Yeah. And I was like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, bro, it tastes like chicken. Right. I was like, wait a minute, is this our dinner tonight? That's like, hey, that's it. So, you know, obviously. Okay. Took a is bite. it true? Because I have it always stayed away from frog legs. Frog legs Does it taste like chicken? It tastes or better like than chicken. Chi- man, that's whatever they did down south, man, they made it taste like real chicken. But uh, frog legs is really good. And, okay. Uh, being, a, being a rookie in the league, you know, living by myself, I had to feed myself. So I was always cooking for myself and. Uh, life after football, just continue to dabble a little bit. And then, um, you know, I get these couple of messages uh, a year and a half ago on Facebook, like, hey, are you Mark McMillan? And I'm thinking, like, it's on my header. Like, yes, I'm Mark <laughs> It's like, yeah. He's like, are you Mark McMillan, the former player? I was like, yeah, you see all the pictures. And uh, the guy's like, hey, this is uh, such and such from uh, Next Level Chef with Gordon Ramsay. And I'm thinking, like, come on, bro. <laughs> So don't be playing with me like that. I'm thinking like Gordon Ramsay because I just plated my food, but I just put the food on the plate. I wasn't trying to be fancy. Right. And the guy just kept being persistent and say, hey, you know, uh, we want to audition you for the show. And he said, we got about 5,000 applicants, and I think it's like 18 will make it. And I'm thinking like, man, there's no way I'm going to make next level <laughs> chef. I just grill in the backyard. That's like, that's like being a street free agent, right? Yeah. Yes. It's like, yeah. <laughs> And, you know, obviously the guys, you know, they said, send me some pictures. I started sending them pictures of my food. And they was like, hey, if you work on your plating, uh, your presentation, which Gordon is huge on. Yeah. Uh, so I started doing that. And people you know, on Facebook started saying, like, man, what, what's going on? Like, your stuff is starting to look gourmet. Yeah. You know, it's, right. like, it's like what your plating is all nice. Your lighting I'm, I'm is I'm used good. to just seeing some ribs. And yeah. now, now, <laughs> now, now we're seeing, oh, man, what is this guy? You yeah. know? So, uh, you know, just start getting, getting better with my plating and um, – it took probably like seven, eight months to go through the whole process of being selected. They had to go through all these applicants. And I'm thinking like, okay, we'll go through all the process. And I'm saying, okay, well, when I had the last interview, I was like, how cool would that be? The show airs on Super Bowl night if the Eagles and the Chiefs end up in the Super Bowl. And they were like, that will be like major, major. So I'm going to start thinking like, well, maybe they should pick me because yes, I right. play for both teams. <laughs> There's an angle. Yeah, so I like, said, so what's, what's going on? And obviously, you know, being picked, and um, I went down to Tucson. The day, I think I left on a Saturday. I got my passport Friday night. So I drove from Las Vegas to Tucson, Arizona to expedite my passport. I wasn't even good. I was like, and the guy was so, he was frantic. Uh, panic. He's like, man, I can't tell the people that you don't have your passport. <laughs> so I finally, you know, got my passport, and uh, that next morning woke up and I was on the plane to London, England. <laughs> so that's where we filmed the show at in London, England. Okay, I don't think a lot of people knew that. A lot of people don't know that. They yeah. see the header they, and they show Vegas. Yes, exactly. So yeah. everybody's like, oh, you were you were at home. I was like, well, I couldn't tell anybody. You yeah. signed a non-disclosure, right? Uh, only person that knew was my son and my sister. I didn't. I didn't tell my mom. I was still you didn't doing. Didn't tell moms. What's no, up with that? I couldn't tell anybody because my mom would tell everybody. <laughs> you know how mamas are, man. <laughs> she tells one person in the church, and she go tell everybody. You know, everybody in the neighborhood know. So it was Keeping a great secrets for mom. I had, I had to do it, man. Okay. So I was still doing my uh, Friday ESPN segment with uh, Steve Cofield. Okay. Um, I was like up at like what is it, like four or five in the morning because the time difference was yeah. different. 
so nobody knew. Everybody's thinking like, oh, you know, he's still doing a show. He's still in Vegas. Yeah. And just, you know, stopped, got, got off of social media because we really couldn't talk about it. And yeah. I remember that. Yeah. I think it was like 22 people that they invited down. Mm-hmm. And they were like, we got to cut it down to 18. So they fly us to London. Then they tell us they got a cut. So I'm thinking like, this is like being a rookie all over again. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, if someone knocks on your door, you know, make sure you answer the door at night. So yeah. the guy knocked on the door. Man, I was nervous. I was like, I did not just take a, like a 12, 13-hour flight to go right back the next day. So yeah. he was like, he's like, congratulations. I got great news. You made the show. Oh, my gosh. I was now, did you have to cook something? Was that the audition, or was it just meeting you and, and doing vignettes the, and stuff? Yeah, it was or just what? all the videos uh, that I was sending them of different okay. uh, foods. So you actually didn't have to cook at that point in time? I didn't have to cook at that time. Wow. So they were just going on my presentation and the videos that I was sending them back and forth. And uh, we woke up that we had The next day, we had like interviews for like like 14 hours. Like It was a long day. But they were just going through the process of seeing who was going to be good in front of the camera, um, who's going to, it's a show, you know, so they got to have a personality yeah. on the show. And, uh, most of the people on there never been on TV like that. Sure. So I was like, oh, this is a breeze. So I was yeah. running through the interviews. It was like, you act like you've, it's like, you've done this before. I was like, no, I only played football half my life. I've been on TV. So <laughs> the interview process was, was really cool. Mm-hmm. And then you wake up the next morning and everybody's downstairs and the other four people are not there. Uh-huh. And everybody's looking around. I was like, man, they got to fly back home. Right. But it was during COVID, during the prince. I mean, the queen had died over there, so mm-hmm. everything kind of shut down, and uh, it was just a crazy time. We were quarantined, uh, so it was. You know, we didn't get a chance to experience as much as we wanted to, but uh, it w- it was a great experience, man. And then you know, you wake up the next morning, mm-hmm. you take the bus to the studio, and the studio is massive. Like the three yeah. levels is massive, mm-hmm. and then you know, obviously Gordon Ramsay, Chef Arrington, and Chef Blaze come out and. You're thinking, I'm thinking like, because I like Food Network, and I like them. I was like, right. man, that's Gordon Ramsay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is that that is the guy. Like, that right. is the dude. And, right. uh, you know, being, uh, you go on each level, they put you on three different levels, mm-hmm. and they was like, hey, when the door opens, that's going to be your mentor. So we're thinking, like, how did they pick us or whatever? Right. And I'm thinking, everybody's. It's like, oh, we don't want Gordon because he's going to yell at us and scream at us and make us cry. But me, you know, during the interview process, yeah. they asked me that question. They said, what would you do if you got up in your face and started screaming? And I said, to be honest, I don't know what I would do. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I will, you know, react back. Like, maybe I have a flashback of a coach yelling at me or something. Yeah. So they were like, okay, well, as long as you don't put your hands on him, I said, well, as long as he don't put his hands on me, right. he's going to be good. <laughs> Pass interference yeah, on yeah. 2-9 here. We will use the hands. <laughs> yeah. Hands to the face. Uh, it would have been hands to the face. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> At number 29, that again. Oh, man. Yeah, so, you know, the door opens up. You hear the first level. Yeah. They're screaming because they got their coach. Uh, we were on the second level, and the door opens up. Yeah. And you can probably see it in the promo. Hmm. I just rushed him. Oh, and, yeah. like, he ran back into the wall like, I really hit him because I was just so excited. Like, man, that's Gordon. And he was like, Mark, are you freaking crazy? I was like, no. I was like, I'm just excited to be on your team. So it was great, man. And we had no idea we were going to cook that day. We were just like, oh, we go to the interviews. They were like, okay, get your aprons on. You guys are cooking. I was like, we cooking? <laughs> like, wait a minute. We starting? So it was it, it was great, man. Uh, obviously, if you haven't seen the first episode, uh, everybody know I dropped my plate. Yes, I knew yes. I was going home. I was like, God dang it, I'm going home the first day. Uh, but Chef Tucker uh, saved the day. She won for our right. team. They gave me immunity. 
And uh, we've actually cooked together a couple of times here in Las Vegas, uh, the winner of the show, who won $250,000. But it was what she's, she's amazing, man. Our whole team was good. All the chefs, can, everybody can cook. If yeah. you watch the show, like, there's nobody that you're like, oh, my God, this guy can't yeah. cook. It's just different aspects of the show. And, man, it's, th- that platform is <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> when you're in that team competition phase, are you more worried about someone who, like, okay, cooks a bad dish that could put you in elimination mode? Or are you more grateful for someone who has the best dish and keeps you out of elimination? Well, that's what happened the first time. Uh, yeah. She had the best overall dish, yeah. which catch me, kept me out of elimination because uh, my dish was right. so good. I prepared those shrimp. Those were the best shrimp I ever made in my <laughs> life. <laughs> Fumble! I said, I, said, I said, these shrimp are going to get me to the next round. And then that, you know, you're just thinking you have so much time, but you don't once. Yeah. Because you don't get time. They give you like 30, I think 45 seconds to plate. No, 35 seconds to plate. So when he says start plating, you got to start plating and run to the platform to get it on the platform yeah. while that thing is moving. Right. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just thinking like, oh, I got some time. But yeah. I was in the back, so I had the long run and. Obviously, I don't have the hops that I used to have, and I try to jump up there. And you're not 6'2". Oh, no, I'm not 6'2". We had a guy named Chef Stretch who was on the show. He's like 6'6". So it was easy for him to put the plates up. But uh, dropping that plate the first time, man, um, I did drop the F-bomb. They bleeped it out. Uh, Gordon's over in the corner. He's pissed off. He's like, Mark, what the hell are you doing? I'm like... I'm sorry, man. You know what I would have said? You know, you know what they say about wide receivers versus defensive backs? <laughs> we can't catch. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we can't catch. And I proved I proved it right, you know, because I definitely dropped the dish. Uh, but like I said, Chef Tucker saved me, man, and we, we lived to see another day. But um, after that, man, I knew it, it was a, it was intense, man, like yeah. 45 minutes to cook whatever you grab. So it's not like – and they don't tell you what you're cooking that day. Yeah, It's like um, – maybe two minutes before you start cooking they say okay we're going to uh italy today or we're going to france these are your proteins that you're cooking and i'm thinking like man i ain't never been to italy right? <laughs> <laughs> i've never been to france like what are we gonna be cooking so oh, give me some frog legs and yeah. some <laughs> give, i was thinking like i gotta have some barbecue there's gotta be right. some grill yeah but we yeah. never me and a guy named matt grok who's a really good uh, barbecue guy as well as on the show huge eagle fan uh, he actually knew who I was before I even got to the show. So he was like, when I walked through the door, he was like, no freaking way. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, Mark McMillan? I was like, yeah. He's like, bro, I remember watching you play. So it was pretty cool. But like I said, man, if you didn't get a chance to see the show, I highly recommend people watch season yeah. two of Next Level Chef on Hulu. And I'm, that first episode, man. I almost burnt up the kitchen, too. I know. I was watching. It was a lot going on, man. Yeah. But uh, they used all that to promo, so it was good. So yeah. uh, season three is launching next month, and I'm sure they're going to use me almost blowing up the kitchen for promo. <laughs> um, I had no, I'd never seen the kitchen explode like that, and everybody was like, dude, you just stay calm. It was The, fly, the fire was high, and it was like, yeah. you just stay calm. I was like, man, I was in a zone. Like, I got to get it done. I can't worry about a fire. And Were there a lot of, par- uh, you know, uh, same type of things as going through the NFL sort of thing as far as that nervousness and that, you know, that pressure? Mm-hmm. It was oh, like game time. Every was, time we yeah. got uh, – every time we went, walked in the studio – at a uh, young man named Preston Noong, who's like 19, who's got 
who's going to be the next. Gordon even said, he's like, dude, you are making dishes that I still can't make. This guy, was, Preston is going to be the next superstar chef from that show. And uh, before every show, man, I, I got our guys in a huddle. We always had our huddle. Saw it. Yeah. We had a chant going. So I was like, kind of like the captain, the team leader, yeah. kind of cooling everybody down, always talking on the floor, kind of, you know, relaxing everybody, just being funny and but uh, like I said, it was like game time, man, because you're competing yeah. for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> what was the most difficult part about being on the show? <sighs> I wouldn't say it was difficult. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, like I said, because you're just in that mindset. I've been in pressure situation before, so nothing was difficult. I wasn't afraid of not losing. even like being away from home in another country for a while, or just the the pressure of this, or just you know. And and how was you know? And a lot of these shows, you mm. see. There's some camaraderie, but everyone's competing against yeah. everybody else. There's a lot of backstabbing. There's a lot of trash yeah, talking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what we see on TV. Yeah. Was that the situation in your case? Um, and and our on our team we had everybody was, everybody was really cool. We were yeah. all in the green room. There was no backstabbing until it started getting I think it was like round number three. There you go. And then it started getting heated up and guys are like, Oh, you know, I'm about to take you down. <laughs> and you know, nobody on our team, everybody was really cool, but like I said, it, it, the competitive juices start flowing because everybody is going for $250,000. Right. Like, you can be nice all you want. And, you know, me, I'm always smiling. But inside, everybody know, man, I'm, I'm trying to kill you. I'm, yeah. trying to take your, I'm trying to take your head off, man. Yeah. I'm trying to cook the best dish. And uh, the camaraderie was really good. And still today, man, we text. That group text goes off all day. That's cool. Because everybody's doing really good. Yeah. Um, Getting signed to deals and sponsors and TV shows, so it, we I think we probably had probably the best cast uh, yeah. that they've ever had, just because we were really cool and really tight, and uh, the personalities they did a great job of putting that uh, season two together. I know everybody's excited about season three. I'm a little biased, but <laughs> of course, uh, I, I, they did a really good job of uh, of season two because everybody was still cool and still to this day, you yeah. know, people come to Vegas, we'll go hang out and. Uh, share stories and they're posting recipes all online and you know we're kind of sharing it but I said it was a great experience man I'm still I'm still in like kind of awe that I was actually on Next Level Chef considering like I was an athlete you know and now I'm on a major network on Fox where my phone was blowing up because everybody's like yo that's like what are you doing on Next Level Chef? I was like, well, I couldn't tell anybody right. for a whole year. Yeah. So everybody was excited about that. Professional athlete, amateur cook. <laughs> and what are you doing? So in retrospect, now you've had some time to look back at it, what would you have done differently? Did you ever think about that, and what would that be? I wouldn't have did anything different. Okay. Um, like I said, I was satisfied with my performance. I think I competed my tail off. I made some amazing dishes that I've never yeah, you made did, in my life. That stuff looked good. Yeah, it, it, I never made in my life uh, from scratch. Yeah. And, you know, I'm grabbing turkey thighs. I'm grabbing fish. I'm grabbing shrimp. But you got to pair it and make it look good. I'm making sauces from scratch. Did you do a lot of research, like like what goes with what, you know, ahead of that? Or did you just like, hey, I'm just going to let it fly? I was just letting it fly, wow. man. I was, like, I was like a DB on the island, man. I was yeah. like, hey, it's me and you one-on-one. We're going to make this happen. And, uh you know, obviously, you, you uh, get with your teammates. And I was right. asking different questions, and uh, they don't really show it, but Gordon was actually helping us through the process, um, asking, you know, his favorite question, like, what are you going to do with that? And I'm right. thinking, like, I don't know. What should I do with that? 
<laughs> trying to get his feedback, but he's like, hey, I think you should do this, you should do that. But then you got to execute the dish. So yeah. he, he was a great mentor, man, really cool. Huge NFL football fan, huge NFL football yeah. fan. And uh, he came in one day, one morning we came out, he was like, hey, I just talked to Michael Strahan yesterday. And Michael's like, hey, is that, that little football guy still on the show? He was like, <laughs> he's like, yeah, he's still hanging in there. <laughs> That's awesome, man. Mark Grillin McMillan joined us here today and uh, recapping season two of Next Level Chef, which he was on. And uh, fantastic experience, fantastic performance. I loved watching it. I know it, so many people did as well, too. So you're on in my household uh, every week, man. Yeah, man, like, I appreciate the support, on, man. man. Make it next week. Make I, it I, next week. I appreciate week. it, man, because I was yeah. feeling, I was like, man, I, wonder, I can't let my people home down you know i was like yeah. the, i would say the pressure was don't get eliminated on the first day right that was like you yeah. know it, i was locked in and then i once i survived that's when i, was, I really was like okay this is you got to step up your game bro like you got to be on and then the next the next dish shot man i mean i knocked i don't even know what i cooked but i freaking crushed it <laughs> i knocked it out of the park i was so excited got my plate on the thing real good and um you know when you can have the chefs specifically Gordon Ramsay say, hey, you're, this is an amazing dish, <laughs> you know, because that's what everybody wants to hear because he'll let you know if your dish is whack. Yeah. Uh, but he was like, man, this is really good, and he explained it to him, and uh, like I said, man, it, it was, I was, uh, it's still surreal to me, man. It's still surreal to me. Mark, you carried yourself so well. I mean, you always had a smile on your face, and even getting the critique from Gordon. I wasn't smiling Dennis, inside, JT. You know, I, I know, I, I know, but. That's, but again, you you know you're a pro when it came to that. So appreciate it. No, it was great to watch. All right, we come back, man. We're gonna check out your best bets. Let's get it, man. All right, we're gonna give you our three best NFL plays. It is a Friday, so you know what that means. It's a football Friday. Best bets coming your way. We are live here at the Westgate Las Vegas. TC Martin, Marco D'Angelo, and Mark Grillin McMillan. Turn your head and cough. Here's the doctor, TC Martin. Thank you. It's fired up. <laughs> Mark Grill and McMillan in the house, the former cornerback turned chef. Always great to have him on the show, and he is with us here today live at Westgate Las Vegas inside the world famous Superbook. Everyone wants to know what's your favorite dish, man. What's your go-to dish? Yeah, Come on, man. I, I always get that. Thing. I always get that question. Uh, what's my favorite dish? But I don't have a really a, a favorite dish because I just like to cook. Yeah. Um, I put anything on the smoker. I put anything on the grill. Um, I put anything in the skillet. You know, they did give us some really nice hex-clad pans, Ooh, which is uh, yeah. Gordon Ramsay's pans. Yeah. You know, so that was real exciting about that. So. Uh, I, I really don't have a signature dish. Uh, the other day, I made smoked neck bones. I mean, smoked oxtails. Oh yeah, for the very first time. Okay. And I was, you know, I saw a lot of people doing it online. I was like, ah, let me see if I can do it. So I smoked the oxtails like five and a half hours, braised them in beef yeah. broth. Uh, with a little nice little bath, some carrots, onions, celery, and I put it on top of some yellow rice. Oh man, it came out amazing. <laughs> yeah. You're talking to a couple of foodies here. Marco, his, his mouth is just salvaging. He's over there. He's, he's like, always hey, sending yeah, yeah. me pictures. Like, hey, look what I just uh, what I grilled tonight. Look, look what I pulled out of the oven. That is just too funny. Food uh, is food is uh, good for the soul. That's funny. And you mentioned oxtail because I never had oxtail before until former UNLV basketball coach Martin Menzies oh, okay. invited over to, over to his, his his house. And I'm thinking, like, you know, I'm kind of like you, kind of I'm kind of picky and that sort of thing. Is yeah. like, okay. And he had this spread that was just unbelievable. And he goes, "You got to try the oxtail." And I'm going, nah, "That's not my jam," yeah, but, yeah. but I tried it. 
There it go. And it was good. There it is. I, uh, that's wow. Oh uh, yeah, that's it. Hey. <laughs> you, Marco, you think you give me a bad time taking pictures of my food? Yeah. This guy's got me beat. Oh, I love I love taking pictures. He's a professional though. Exactly. Yes. You see him in the bath. They're in the yeah. bath, man. I'm showing these guys the pictures of these oxtails. I think they're gonna steal my phone. Look at that. <laughs> now we're gonna follow you home. <laughs> hey, I got some Cornish game hens right now. They're marinating, man. Like they marinating right now. I got my olive oil. You know, I have my own olive oil line. So I have some uh, mesquite infused olive oil that I rubbed the uh, game hens went down with. And I don't know if I'm gonna smoke. You know what's really good too? An air fryer. And the crazy thing about it on the show, the top uh, kitchen, which has like the creme of the creme, has air fryers in them. Wow. Which we're thinking like, is that cheating? Yeah. But nobody used it because we're thinking like, that's really not good. Now, really, was there that much of a big difference between the the basement and the and the, and the top level? A huge difference. Really? Uh, you're, you're talking about cooking with, with like plastic knives. those dishes look just as good coming out of the basement, though. The, it, uh, there were right? some really good dishes came out of the basement. Uh, Tiny, uh, she was in the basement. She made the best di- out of cow tongue. When we had uh, Mexican night, she made the, they were like, these are the best tacos we had in our life. And she made it out of a cow tongue in the basement Wow! with no, you know, Instapot that you can pressure cook mm. it. But like I said, out of the basement came some really, really good meals. All right. Mark Grillin McMillan talking about his time on Next Level Jeff uh, season two. Great stuff there. But now we turn our attention back to football. It's Football Friday, and time for the weekend's action. Here's the best bets. All right, it is time for our best bets, our three best NFL games, whether it's Saturday. Remember, there's three football games on Saturday, a full slate of games on Sunday, and a Monday night football game. T.C. Martin, Marco D'Angelo, our professional handicapper extraordinaire. And, of course, our featured guest today, Mark Grillin McMillan, the former quarterback, Eagles, Chiefs, Alabama, and so many others. Roll Tide. Roll Tide, baby. <laughs> All right, Grillin, what you got, man? Three best NFL. Hit us. Three best. I got uh, the Chiefs over the struggling Patriots. Talk about uh, it, man. You know, we need the Chiefs are on a, on a bad little slide right now. Offense is struggling. Everybody knows that uh, the Patriots are in the dumpster for probably the number one uh, quarterback which will probably be Caleb out of USC. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're struggling. Bill Belichick has lost his mojo. He doesn't have any more Tom Brady to help him <laughs> out. Uh, they are struggling in New England, so I'm taking my Chiefs to put a kingdom beatdown on them. Ooh, <laughs> on the road, baby. Okay. Now, my second one is uh, the Giants. It's going to be a shocker. The Giants over the Saints in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. In New Orleans, the Giants, the way they were playing, man, they're playing loose. They're playing free. Uh, Saquon Barkley is running really well. That offensive line has got better. Mr. DeVito. Mr. DeVito <laughs> is putting the marinara sauce back in, <laughs> New or- uh, back in New York. And, you know, Carr is struggling a little bit. Uh, yeah. The Saints really not scoring a lot of points. Okay. Giants are playing inspired football. And I kind of said, I was like, it's a dangerous team, you know, especially in that division. You still the Eagles, you know, Eagles, Redskins, Redskins are they're done. Yeah. The, the, well, I said the Redskins, the Commanders. They need to go back hey, to the Reds. Maybe thank they're, you. they're better. Thank you. They, they, don't worry about they, it. They, You're they all good. <laughs> they're better. So everybody yeah. know we have the Eagles on Monday night football, the battle of the birds. Yeah. You got a Seahawk and you got an Eagle. Now everybody knows we got the Eagles. 
because this is an American bird. We're struggling on offense. We're not really putting up a lot of points. Our defense is like diarrhea right now. They're just, <laughs> they're just running through us. Uh, I think that is the first uh, <laughs> time we've used that phrase. Yeah, running through us. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're running. The Cowboys just ran through us like diarrhea. So hopefully we got some Pepto-Bismol kind of clog that thing up a little bit. Because, uh, you know, Seattle can run the ball really well. It's on the road. The 12th man is going to be loud. But I'm still going to pick my Eagles to come through with this victory. I hope none of that happened over a next level chef. There was no diarrhea on the set. <laughs> <laughs> or afterwards. Yeah, yeah, or afterwards. There was there was no diarrhea. There was no Pepto Bismol. Everybody boot, booty cheeks was tight. Everybody was good. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mark. I don't know how you going to follow that. I'm, I'm like speechless here right now. Uh, I'm going to start with the Saturday game, and I'm going to take the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I've got faith in Mitch Trubisky this week. He's had the extra time to prepare for the game plan, playing on Thursday last week, coming in on a short week after he had been on the bench all year. And the Steelers, Mike Tomlin, I don't see him losing in, uh, three in a row here. Indianapolis been a nice story, but Gardner Minshew, he's done it, but you know one of those games is coming. I think it's coming on Saturday <laughs> where he has a couple couple picks and he gets uh, acquainted with you're not Mr. T.J. Watt. You're not, you're, not, you're not buying the Kool-Aid from no, Minshew. Huh? No, I'm not okay. buying, I'm not buying the Minshew Kool-Aid. That's play number one. Play number two, I'm going to be going against you. Uh, Mr. McMillan, I am taking <laughs> New, uh, New Orleans over the Tommy DeVito New York Giants. So, so you taking the, you taking the uh, the red beans and rice over yeah. the pasta, huh? Yeah, this, this good. <laughs> hey, I love pasta. I'm Italian, so trust me, I love it. You know, and I'm sure Tommy DeVito's mom makes a good pasta. But he had two weeks to prepare for that Green Bay game. They were coming off the bye week. Plus, the fact Green Bay was in a letdown spot after beating. Your Kansas City Chiefs yeah. on Sunday Night Football. Yeah. Jordan Love had the game of his career. Now that's what's going to happen to the Giants. And you know who the Giants play next week? They're caught in a big sandwich. Coming off the Monday Night game, your Philadelphia Eagles on deck. No, that I'm sounds taking, like some diarrhea. Yeah, <laughs> I am Someone's going to need some Pepto-Bismol. It's going down, man. Uh, I don't, I'm I, going I don't with like the Saints. Down. And just pray okay. that that offensive line keeps Derek Carr upright because he's yeah. been knocked out of a few games yeah. this year. Almost got knocked out last week, too. Again, yeah. I, I'm yeah. taking the Saints and laying the points. And for my final play, it's the game of the week, in my opinion. Dallas at Buffalo. Ooh. I'm going to fade Dallas. I know they have looked unbeatable the last couple weeks, but they've been playing at home. They've been yeah. playing some very soft defenses. No offense last week, like you said, the diarrhea. Oh, You've got, no, a, lot. No, yeah, You've yeah, got yeah. a lot of injuries there. <laughs> now they're going to be facing a team that is playing good football. They are in desperation mode as Buffalo needs to win every game in that hunt for the wild card and still a slight chance they can catch Miami for the division title. You give me Josh Allen, and you got the Cowboys going from Texas to Buffalo in December. You played some games in Buffalo in December. Not fun? Man, it, it is unbearable. Like, okay. Like, let's hurry up and get up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm taking Buffalo Bills. As Chris Berman says, nobody circles the wagons like the Buffalo Bills. There you go. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I'm going to uh, start with one of Griffin McMillan's teams. And that is the Kansas City Chiefs, brother. It's not going to happen. They're going to lose three in a row. Are you kidding? Forget about it. I know Kansas City has struggled. I know they're not the same team. However, 
do you see who they're playing this week? They are playing the playing lowly us. New England Patriots. They're playing us this uh, week. New England can't <laughs> score. I mean, I mean, until last week, okay? Oh, but they scored against the lowly Pittsburgh Steelers, yeah. okay? And they scored 21. But they barely had 300 yards in that game against the Steelers. They punted nine times in that game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right? Prior to that, they scored zero, seven, six. And twice they scored 17. They scored seven or less points in five games. No, this New England Patriots team is going to get drill-pressed up there in Foxborough. That's not going to get it done against the Kansas City Chiefs. All right? Kansas City is going to be focused. They are going to be relentless. Let's it's going to be like Mark Grill and McMillan back in that defensive backfield. Let's go. No, this is the game that they get right, and I'll lay the 7.5 with the Kansas City Chiefs going to New England, which could be one of Bill Belichick's swan songs here as well, too. <laughs> so, yes, give me the Chiefs. Spell it out for me, Grillin. How do they say it? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Then we're going to go to the Battle of Bay, the old area that I'm pretty familiar with, right? The Battle of the Bays. One is warm and one is ice cold. Well, this game is in the bay that's ice cold. Actually going to be freezing under 30 degrees in temperature at Lambeau Field. Tampa Bay is a mirage. Six wins, okay? Five of their six have come against teams with losing records. They beat one team with a winning record. You know who that was? That was the Minnesota Vikings back oh. on opening night. So you know what? That doesn't even count because Minnesota was 0-0 zero and zero at the time. So they still <laughs> haven't beat a team with a winning record. This yeah. team is a joke. Green Bay gave away the game last week, but the pack is back home. What about you, Mr. McMillan? What else you got? Oh, man, I don't got anything right now. I'm just li- I'm just listening. He's talking about the 49ers are the best. I, I, that's a hard pill to swallow for me. <laughs> you know, that's a hard pill to swallow, especially if they, they, they even cut me. They cut me out of San Francisco, but uh, that, that was just Mariucci. We just didn't get along. But uh, like I said, it's going to be a great week of football. But uh, you guys' personal opinion, have you guys think the NFL has been down this year? Like the play, the level. I know a lot of backup quarterbacks are playing now. There's a lot of our superstar quarterbacks that are getting hurt. And the play has just been like subpar. You know, you look at last week, three to nothing, NFL game. And then you look at last night. Was it forty-five to nothing at halftime? Forty-two, you know, yeah. Forty-two. Well, like, I mean, you, you make a good point, but I think it's all pretty much injury related. Yeah. With, with you know the quarterbacks, we've we've never seen. I don't think this many backup quarterbacks in the coaching. I think the coaching has been bad. It's bad. But then again, like we were talking about earlier, it's just when you're going to hire these young coaches, you yeah. kind of go on the cheap, not going for an experienced coach. Hey, let's take the hot offensive coordinator, yeah. the hot defensive coordinator, yeah. thrust him in there, and look how it turns out. It doesn't turn out well like it did for Brandon Stately and, yeah. and the Chargers. There are too many coaches like that. Do you think Jim Harbaugh comes back to the NFL? I think that he does come back. Oh, to the, to, to there's the some NFL. openings. Yes. There's going to be some openings. There's plenty of openings. And there's uh, khaki pretty, pants. And, and, there's, <laughs> and there's some pretty good jobs. That Charger job is a good job. Especially for him. Yeah. You know, that, with yeah. a quarterback, he's always had good yeah. development quarterbacks. They got a decent tight end mm-hmm. uh, with the Chargers. So. It's some really good jobs out there, for, and they're going to give him a ton of money. And you know what? You could make the, the case that you know, he could maybe come here to Vegas because I know Mark, that, Mark Davis does like Jim Harbaugh, and his name was floating around before, so that could be the case once again. Yep. 
So everybody, make sure you check out. If you're here local, you know, I do CBS 8 News Now. That's I do the Raiders pregame live show every Sunday with Chris and Ron. And then they just added a Grilla McMillan Mark Saucy Take. Oh, to the segment. I like it. So, you know, they display me cooking and they display my barbecue sauce. So we're yeah. excited about that. And then next month at Barcode Burger here in Vegas, we're doing a Grilla McMillan double cheese burger with bacon and my barbecue sauce on it. And the benefit we're benefiting the Nathan Adelson Hospice Care Center okay. here in, uh, in the Valley. So we'll be launching that for the whole month of January. Go by Barcode Burger. Mm. And get yourself that Grilla McMillan double cheeseburger. I've told you before, TC. That's one of my favorite burger spots. It's a hidden. Oh, bar. Oh, okay. Okay. When I used to do my article, I wrote that as the best burger in Vegas. Wow. Okay. Uh, I got to give Mark a shout out because going back to last year, he turned me on to Evil Pie. Yeah, that's my guys over there, man. Yeah, and uh, they take great uh, good care of me. Yes, and you know, uh, had your had your signature uh, the pizza, uh, the pizza, the signature pie there. We got one coming out in February. And you know what they turned me on to too at Allegiant Stadium? They said, "Hey, you know, we're out of the pizza, this and that." Here, I'm going to walk you over here, and you got to try the evil dog. Yes. Oh, the <laughs> evil dog, man. It was. And it, had, it was the barbecue. It had, like, yes. pulled pork and stuff. Yes. I said, are you kidding me? Yes, they do a good job yeah. over there. Shout out to Evil Pie and the staff over there, yeah. uh, the waitresses. They do an amazing job. It's the yeah. coolest little spot down you there. You me onto it. Yeah, it's, it's a cool little spot. And like yeah. I said, we've done uh, a charity pizza with them before, and we'll do another one in uh, February where we're coming up with my sauce and olive oils that we're going to benefit the St. Jude's Children's Ranch uh, this time. So we just raised... I think $1,500 for our last charity pizza. So just imagine, they sold 1,500 slices of pizza on the Grilla McMillan barbecue brisket pizza that they sold. So it went really good, man. So I'm excited about that. And I appreciate all the support that you guys continue to give, man. And uh, if you're in town, come on by the studio Sunday morning, 8 o'clock, man. We always invite people to come in. And we had a young man named Amar uh, in the studio the other day. His mom brought him by. So my boys from Philly came in. Is that right? Uh, they, were, they were in town. And, you know, my guy Jay, Jay Naylor, his son, actually, uh, Speedy Naylor, plays for the Vikings. Okay. Who went to Bishop Gorman here. Okay. Uh, a local kid. So yeah. anybody's invited in the studio, man. We have a good time. Well, those are my guys, too. I mean, Chris uh, Chris Matthews just yeah. came on the show la- a few days ago okay. with us. And then Ron, known him forever. So They're like no. the mayor out here, yeah. man. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So there you go, man. Uh, no, we're watching, man. We're watching. And uh, continue success to you, man. Thank you. And like I said, you know, we can't have you be too much of a stranger. I know you're busy and stuff like that, but you know you always got the open <laughs> invitation here. I appreciate it. Well, definitely Super Bowl. We'll, we'll make something happen. I know it's going to be yeah. I know you guys will be packed during yeah. Super Bowl, which is good. Yeah. Uh, so there will be a lot of guys in town. There will be a lot of great stories that you guys will be able to interview the guys. And uh, like I said, man, then basketball season coming around again, uh, the two-time champs. I know you are locked and loaded for the yeah. Aces, man. Yeah. You're like yeah. right there courtside calling the game. So, man, you do a good job, man. Thanks, keep up, man. Keep up the good work. I appreciate it. Going for the three-peat, baby. Going for the three-peat, man. Yeah. I, I'll be bragging on them, too, when I go out of town. They'll yeah. be like, we got the Stanley Cup champions, mm-hmm. and we got the back-to-back women champion, too. So Vegas, we're doing we're doing all right. Yeah, you know what? And we can cook here too. You know, and we good. Now yeah. we got some of the best chefs yeah. in America here yeah. in Vegas too. Yeah. And yeah. I like to throw my little hand in the fire, man. I can, I'm, if you put something in front of me, I can make it happen. I know it. 
But I that know. dog, that 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 dog you just mentioned, that right? I might have to make that this weekend. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, man. I'm the dog guy, man. Oh yeah. As I say, the hot dog connoisseur. That was that was good. Mark, always appreciate you, brother. Oh, you As too, always. my man. Always. My guy. All my right. guys, man. Appreciate y'all. You got it. All right, Mark Grill and McMillan. Make sure you check him, and uh, he's got everything going on. Throw him out the Twitter handle as well too. He's a great follow on Twitter as well too. Mark McMillan twenty nine is my Twitter handle. McMillan twenty nine is my IG handle. So man, grillandmcmillan.com. Go order that barbecue sauce. There it is. Go get that sauce, baby. You came empty-handed, man. Well, you know, I didn't know what to expect. You know, if I bring some sauce, then we got to put that on something. You got that we'll right. be up here eating instead of talking. And what's wrong with that? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Appreciate you, brother. I right, appreciate uh, Jay Cornegay and John Murray uh, for joining us here today. Of course, Marco D'Angelo. And we will be back at it Monday recapping everything from a wild NFL weekend. Uh, if you miss any part of the show, make sure you go to the website. Check it all out at tcmartinshow.com. The best bets are up there. Mark Millen, McMillan's uh, bets are up there, and his mugs on there as well too, up on the best bet section. So go check that out. Check out all of our plays. Scott Spritzer and uh, the rest of the group, uh, Gilby the intern, and everyone else is up there, and Trevor Maddich as well too. Have yourself a great weekend. Enjoy the games. We're back at it on Monday. <laughs>